You weren't recording that, right? No, I did. Damn. But I'm deleting all of it. Good. Can't stop the signal, can't stop the noise. It's a cold intro of the past, not of the future. Right. <laughs> so, so over that. We are in season three. Oh, are we in season three? Really? What, what episode is this? I figured there was a huge enough fucking break between the last episode. Well, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> the arbitrary season I had breaks. fun. I don't know oh, what you guys did. I had fun. What did you guys do with your spring break? Hold on. Before we get into that, we should... Uh... should That's a, this is the lamest cold intro ever. Well, like, thanks. We didn't say anything. Like, we were just like, hey. No, we just came in. I asked about spring break. Yeah, I mean... Was anybody shouting "Spring Break"? Spring in Break? No. You see a lot of titties up there. You know, I. Uh, it's funny. I went to a Primus concert in Anchorage, um, <laughs> which was it was actually really cool. And I, I started chanting "Primus sucks" and a bunch of people around me, like almost dude, everybody. That's who not was, cool. Yeah, dude, that's what the fuck. What? There was like a lady that was like, "Why are you even here then?" You know, like, uh, "Fuck you, people! Like you fucking." You don't get it. Do your history, middle age. It, it was kind of weird. It was like <laughs> fucking first, read up on this. This primary show I've ever been to. <laughs> you like, ever even been on their Wikipedia sucks, and people around me didn't immediately <laughs> chime in. You know, like some of the guy was like yelling, like irony fucking sucks. Like right, like right next to me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, post irony sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're you're fucking. Re- yeah, you what do you think about that? Irony fucking sucks is a pretty. Is good this really your though. first fucking Primus show or something? You, like, did you just come here because that's what everyone else in Anchorage is doing right now? What the fuck? Everyone else is uh, fucking around with Timberwolves. Yep. I went out and I fucked, fucked around, around with a Timberwolf. <laughs> so on a scale of one to ten, how was the Timberwolf fucking around with? Oh, it was uh, it's pretty good actually. It was fun. It was nice. You nice to be home. Midnight sun. Fucking mosquitoes though. It was like a B movie up there this year, especially. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I got a, my my buddy Virgil Porter did that burn my eye show. Uh, he had a shirt that said Alaska National Bird. It's a big cartoon mosquito. Yeah, I've seen those. those are... <laughs> or State Bird. Sorry, I fucked that up. Yeah, they are. They're forgive me. They're a nation in their own mind. <laughs> they're ridiculous. First time I've ever gotten one on like the palm of my hand, like a mosquito bite. Yeah, that's crazy. I think they could smell my like thin California blood. Like, mm, <laughs> ooh. Well, the man recanting his tale of Alaska and that's his a, sojourn in there is. He has a name. Dank Django. Dank to the Django. Mr. Jacob. Menhoa? Menhoa? Season three, do you want to make any uh, official declarations, name wise? Uh, um, I have a name. Cool. All um, right, so that's, that's Evan. A step in the right here. direction. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, folks? How's it going? Evan asking the questions over here. Put me on the fucking. Yeah. Asking the tough Jesus. questions, or actually asking any. Questions. No mercy. Putting my feet to the fire. Uh, do, I, I, do, I, do I have a name? I yes. I have a name. Okay, okay. I'll tell people I have a name. Jesus. I own many. Many Arab rock fusion records. So I'm here. I'm on pain. I'm on painkillers. This is my first episode. 
on painkillers, but maybe, maybe not the maybe. last. I could get fucked. <laughs> They're very not, addictive, folks. This could be this could be a thing for old Dirty Gritzy. Yeah, my good friend Bart Favre uh, was known to get into them for pain and then for oh, pleasure no. afterwards. So I might do the same. You are wearing well, a green. Pain and pleasure uh, are the shirt. twins that slightly out of focus spin. <laughs> mm. Hi, I'm Conan Neutron. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hello, Conan. I guess I'm going to get introduced last in, in this yeah. season. I don't know how That's I feel right. Stewing with I'm theory. first now. How do you Conan like them bricks? <laughs> first in frustration, last in introductions. Mm. He's here. Hey. Here's a song. Ooh, I like that. That's a good, I love that song. Some days he would return from his new job selling pancakes to the feudal overlords of Chillingham. 
Featured left jams that are so new, I don't even think they're necessarily available to the general public. They, they, yeah, they, they, you guys don't get them. It's an exclusive. Also, you can't stop a single exclusive. So they they, they did a uh, Kickstarter esque situation called Pledge Music. That is it like a European version of the Kickstarter? Uh, sort of, yeah. It's like there's just <laughs> certain small Pledge Music. Music. That's not how they talk in Wales. That's true. For their new record. They use a lot of X's and Q's and G's in places you wouldn't expect. <laughs> Q's and That's G's. That's true. And uh, the, record, the, the intent was recording EP as well as, as a record. And so that's mm. the EP. And, that, and to anyone that wants, you know, that kicked in for those that eventual record will get that EP as well. Which uh-huh. that song entitled The Bisexuality of Distance is off of there. It's called uh, Love Songs Evocative. for Our Husbands. <laughs> it is. Real page turner of a title. Before that, we had The Shaman by the Rutabaga off of their very, very excellent record, Brother, the Lights Don't Work, which they kind of blew me away. Not only are they a rad band, but the rad dudes, they're too. They're super nice dudes. The set they did at, uh, at the thing I was at, well, yeah, you, you saw them again. Around with Tim- Timberwolves. The two yeah. of us, yeah. I, getting, I, apparently, I, getting shouted down by Primus fans fun. that have no sense of history. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, like. You know, like other, there were other sections of people you know, screaming. I just didn't hear it because so, I'd read it. Yeah, and actually, to be fair, like a, a few like other like old timers like 
came up to me during like walking through the crowd like and would you know see me and be like dude primus sucks i saw you man that's bullshit and you're like <laughs> you're like you're like it's like cool where were you when it happened asshole like you could have been shouting from you know whatever five or six people back where you ever you were you know but yeah anyway sorry finish your story about the rutabaga they played it so they played a set there's a bunch of great bands that played it and honestly I, we could have another episode where we just talk about that because there's so much material to cover but they absolutely had one of the best sets of the barbecue, if nothing else, because they had like tough people, like grown ass men, like almost in tears. Or, no, actually in tears, and like just, but in a like, in kind of a joyful sort of way, if that makes sense. And now that you know, and, and when we so you're calling PRF dudes a bunch of pussies, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they cry into man, is what I'm saying. Uh, no, it was it was it was beautiful. They, I, I mean, it's like you wouldn't think that much. They've only gotten better. You wouldn't think that much awesome could come from those two dudes, right? And it helps that you know Garth is an amazing drummer. Is also like playing keyboard, yeah, and no, beautiful like harmonies, yeah, great, yeah, great totally. background vocals. Yeah, he's yeah. not only holding down some solid drums, but he's playing other instruments. You know, as a drummer, hats off, bro. Yeah, it's it. They're uh, Garth and Joshua. Hensley, they're amazing dudes. The Rutabaga, you can you can find them. Uh, I suggest you do because it, I, I honestly have been listening to this record a lot, and it's it's quite good. And that's probably one of the more like straightforward songs of theirs. They have to, they kind of go deep and they'll go long too, but they do it in a good way. And then when it hits, it's awesome. It sounds like it's a sports analogy there, huh? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Another okay. Conan neutrons. Yeah, you know, like you get sometimes you got to put them out there so Evan understands what you're talking about. So in a previous episode, we have Mouse giving movie reviews for movies that he hasn't. <laughs> That he hasn't wasn't really paying attention to. Oh, right, I right. can give the sports play by play for games I didn't really watch. I said, it's, it's just a habit of yours over the past couple of months, but you've really started doing it. I have no idea why. Is odd because you're not really much of a sports fan. I don't know where secretly you wanna, I do watch you want to coach sports, and I don't really think I ever. I don't think I use a lot of sports analogies in general. But uh, you should. I might maybe I'll start. <laughs> If that's what everyone's maybe doing. Maybe you should. If it's what everyone's doing, maybe I need to get in on that. Get in on this. No, I'm not sports Make fan. some dough. I don't even know any sports ball references. <laughs> oh, sports ball. Good old sports ball. Yeah, so um, there, there was a lot of incredible bands that played that, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And, you know, it was, it was, a, thing, it was a normal Chicago barbecue thing for the PRF, for the folks that know about this, for the folks that I'm about to tell you. Is that it's kind of a sensory overload. There's just kind of too much going on at any given time, but everything that's there is pretty awesome. And there's a few places that you can pull that off, and even fewer you can pull off without an eye towards commerce. So yeah, I've been to a few of them, and I've never ever walked away like totally unpleased. You know, without right. that awesome sense, and you know, like that awesome feeling of just awesomeness. That's you know, I guess the only thing you can say. It's just a, like ah, that was. That was great. Super difficult to not sound like you're talking about a cult yeah, when you're yeah. talking about <laughs> it, but it's great. We're we're all indoctrinated, and we and you know we're we all have a we big Kool Aid drink at the very end, last day. Mm. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, I, I could I could tell a lot more about that, but I think we we got some, we got another we got another agenda item here. Do we? Yeah, we're, we're fantastic. I like this is the thing that uh, I realize we've never talked about as a topic that I thought about recently. Exactly. Every everyone who listens to our show knows who the guest on our show is when they start listening to it mm-hmm. because it's labeled. But we kind of like try to keep it like it's coy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah that's right. true. You know, like, well, yeah. come what are we gonna do? Hour. I don't know. Might be talking somebody. Well, who are we bringing on here? <laughs> and it's in the name of the file. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's a good it's, one. <laughs> it's uh, it's all right. It's it's more timeline based humor. 
<laughs> I guess, which has been a real crutch for us. But I think one of our strengths. It's a strong oh, crutch. Oh, God. Well, you'll never strong guess crutching. who we have coming up. Oh, yeah, guess what? No, fucking we're fucking clever. Or, Shut uh, up. I clicked on this. Cool. Episode 17, Mark Trombino. Cool. <laughs> Oh, I, I, if it wasn't somebody famous, I wouldn't be listening to your fucking stupid thing. Like I know, I know what it is. It's the only reason I'm here. I don't even know what. It's a new jackass. Why are you being coy, fucking? This, this guy went like, to I'm Alaska, just, I'm just and skipping, I don't give a shit. I'm just skipping forward in two minute increments to see if they have Mark Trombino on the phone yet. Like in my timeline of the listener. But uh, I hope I didn't give too much away. Spoiler alert! Thanks a lot, Dick. Well, as Evan so coyly. Koi mentioned. Yeah, it needed to be said. It needed to be like said. Like Koi the fish, or <laughs> you ever fuck around with some koi? <laughs> you ever fuck around with koi? Dude, I've been fucking around with salmon. I brought a bunch of salmon back from Alaska. You did. That was some good, good salmon. I liked mm-hmm. it. Had the the, jal- the jalapeno yeah. smoke. I got some without it too. Like it's good, super good, super fucking good. There's no accounting for a tasty smoked fish. Yeah, you know, some good Alaskan smoked salmon. So, There's no uh, accounting for it? Well, like, it, it, last few times I've not been able to procure, like, some really good salmon. I've had to go get the tourist-ass shit, which is all right, you know? It's all right, but, you like, when you grow up in Alaska, everyone in their, f- everyone's dad has their own fucking, like, recipe. You know, like, yeah, I will You're going into Golden one. Gate Park just trying to score, you yeah, know? You know, like, like exactly. Like a, a dime sack of salmon, like, and you cool, get a bunch of bullshit. Salmon, you get salmon, under- trout, trout. You actually have to, like, <laughs> look at the cans and shit and look at the jars, make sure it's not from Washington and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, Washington. Canned in Washington, my ass fucking has grown there, too. Uh, yeah. So. Whoa, yeah. your ass is so yeah. Washington? Like I, my good friend Paul Bergeron. Thanks, Paul. You're the man. Uh, hooked me up with a lot of this. <laughs> for this, all this Paul salmon. Bergeron, for all your smoked salmon needs. <laughs> Not all of them, just mine. <laughs> for all of Mouse's smoked salmon needs since 2013. <laughs> So, so are, gonna, we, are we? We're gonna have Mark Trambino on here. He's, he's, uh, is he not ready? No, he's ready. Okay. He's. I, I was just waiting. For, he, he had a fish story. Oh, sorry. Oh, fish. No, like like thought, fish hasn't fished. I not. I know. I said I saw Primus, but not like fish. No, like I mean, I was about to like push the button. I was like, oh wait, he's telling about the. Oh. the, the, the well, stuff. push the yeah, fucking like, button, why, asshole. Why don't you Jesus. push the fucking button. Well, I don't know which button it is. Mark Trambino. We're 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 about to talk to Mark Trambino, and this uh, should. Or possibly leave an embarrassing voice. <laughs> It's entirely well, possible. Skype mail. No, <laughs> well, I wouldn't. Have the, I'd just hang up. All right. Let's see. I'm gonna, should I do the video one or just the call? I guess I'll just try the video one. I guess we should. Do you think he has a camera, dude? He might. Does Mark Trevino have a webcam? I bet he does. Of course he, he does, has to, like, dude. Come on. Bets. Do like meetings like with people? Oh, for of course sure. he does. No, I'll do that for fifteen thousand. I need to talk guys, to the president of Pop Punk. Get him on right? the phone. He's, he's not fucking. He doesn't fuck around. Dude. I want to look into his eyes. <laughs> see if he's lying. <laughs> All right, let's let's let's, uh, let's give it a try. If nothing else, we can do the the audio. But I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go big. Let's, see, let's, do, let's do let's do video. Go only. big or go home. Oh, that's a oh, oh what? Look at Aww. that. He's giving us a thumbs hey. up already. Hey, that makes me feel assured. Hey, there he is. Ah, hey, how's it going, Mark? Hey, Mark. Hi. Hi. Great. Hey. Welcome to You Can't Stop the Signal. I have you at a That's very weird up. angle, so you're gonna see like the kind of the top of my head. Uh, I'm Conan. Evan, scoot over. I'm Evan. This is my hand up here. Hi, <laughs> guys. And this is Mouse. Hey. He's, he's a very shadowy figure. <laughs> so I don't know how compelling the video for for this will be for you. Can you pick it's very that up compelling for us. So I, I guess I could. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a stationary there. You can, you know, like, you know. Come on. What's great is we're all worried about the visuals here, and this is for the internet. That's so true. Nobody's going to be seeing it. Nobody's seeing it. No, like, no one's, no one's going to see it but us, but we're all concerned with it. But, Mark, welcome to You Can't Stop the Signal. Thanks for being with this, us. Uh, is, it, is it just uh, it, uh, audio only? It's not video? Yeah, it's audio only. So, okay. we, I, I, honestly, I just wanted to see if you had a, if you had a cam on that 
You're our first Skype guest. <laughs> on that computer, because it's, yeah. Oh. Or our first successful Skype guest, we should say. I've tried a few experiments in the past. Let's but. not get ahead of ourselves in calling it a success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, he hasn't hung up on us yet, so. Uh, Mark Trembino, uh, awesome dude, drummer. Don Donut Empresario. Super yeah. producer, and yeah, Donut Impresario, Donut Friend. This is a this is a this is a wild, and interesting jump for the Trombino. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like <laughs> it, a, I, I mean, what? How did? How did? I mean, are you just a donut uh, aficionado, or is it like? <laughs> well, you no, I, I was just looking for something to do. Actually, like I, my my music career just sort of slowed. You know, gotten to the point where I'm not really supporting myself with it, so I needed to do something else. So right. I had an idea like four years ago um, to do this, and I've just been sort of like kicking it around and, and developing it in my mind. And, and uh, uh, eventually, I got to the point where I had to do, I had to make a decision, like either do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> do something. That did make me jump. <laughs> <laughs> Crisscross will also make you jump. Yes. Yeah, I had, I had to make a decision, like, like you know, how to make money, and I just decided, well, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this donut thing. I've been talking about it forever, and I just kind of felt like, um, yeah, just wanted to try it, and I was really excited about it because it's something totally different for me. I'm not like a, I'm not a chef. I'm not a restaurant guy. Um, sure. I just think it's a really good idea, and it sounded like a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What did you have? Do you have a particular favorite flavor that you make? I have. I don't know if you've seen the menu, but I've got like all kinds of different like. They they have sort of uh, punk rock theme names. Yeah, it's all like, yeah, it's all like bands that I either have worked with or just love or something. I'm trying to. I, I wanted to make it kind of obscure to most people. Like I didn't want it to be like. Oh, so if you pick out a favorite flavor, it's kind of like picking a favorite band too. Well, I didn't want a to lot of diplomacy in the, the donut business that I never would have expected. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want uh, I didn't want to make it like punk rock donuts or music donuts or something like that. I, just, I wanted it to be kind of like if you didn't know, you didn't you know, you just thought it was just weird names for donuts. Right, yeah, right. But like someone like us, we're gonna look and we're gonna see, oh, Dag Nutty. That's funny. That's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> that's cool. Rights of Sprinkles, I thought was oh, pretty good. That's good. Rights of Sprinkles, kind of my favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chocolate from the crypt, also a favorite of mine. <laughs> but yeah, the coconut of conformity also made me chuckle. <laughs> but I'm not a big fan of coconut and donuts, so I probably would not get that. Oh, one. really? Yeah. Awesome. Me either. <laughs> what? Man, I like I like well, coconut. Mine. Mouse has got you covered for. Yeah, I'll get it. Don't worry, I'll buy it. <laughs> Let's keep it on the menu. Yeah. So, uh, so have you been uh, have you been playing music at all? Because I I haven't I've known you. I mean, you've been very busy with production work and then recording and whatnot, and obviously very busy with the donuts. But are, are you? doing any drumming at all speaking to someone's a big fan of all your stuff and drive like jehu no no i haven't been i haven't actually played drums in like since i moved to la and it was like that was like 10 years ago or something wow, wow. maybe even longer i don't know it's, it's been a long time like i sold my when i when i was in san diego and i was moving up here i sold my kit and i was gonna like you know get a new kit when i got up here and i was gonna hook up with people and and start a new band or some shit and it just it never happened i got really busy with work with like production stuff and la is a <laughs> shitty place to try and meet people i think for we can do yeah that's i, <laughs> I guess that's kind of true if you stop and think about it i mean it's a huge multitude yeah, well, of cities put together as one and everyone's kind of just like Wah. yeah and it was like coming from san diego which is like such an insular you know close-knit yeah very community yeah. style place yeah I mean, like, 
fish out of water up here when I first came up here. So, um, yeah. Aww. I'm imagining like some sad strings but you've, playing. But you've <laughs> stayed, so there's probably something about it you found. You know? Oh no, I like it. Yeah, I like LA. I just didn't. I just wasn't meeting. He's, yeah, probably, yeah, totally. he's probably found a lot of money. I mean, he's a pretty like that's kind of where <laughs> that's all true. the that's true. He's work, work found is. work, you know. That's... Yeah, did find work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> now, and from my from my knowledge, from the things that you've done, I, you know, I know that you recorded Yang yeah, Graham, one of my favorite records of all time, as well as uh, the early, you know, some of the early drive like Jehu stuff. But were you a guy that did you have any formal training? Did you just end up kind of hey, we need to record this? No, it was just sort of like, you know, I was in bands. I did, I had like four track stuff, you know, like, so I was just doing like little shitty recordings myself. But like when I was with, like, say with, with Jehu or even like the band I was in before that, like we'd record and it was always frustrating because, you know, we were working with people usually like back then it was like, there was kind of like less people doing it. Right. So you'd have to go to right. like right. shitty right. recording studios with people that didn't know what the fuck you're yeah, doing. Totally. And just like from some 80s glam band or whatever yeah. and that was the only guy you could record with in you can town. use you can use the house kit it's got 14 toms and fucking 30 <laughs> symbols bro don't worry the choice collection yeah so it'd be like really frustrating and i and i just find myself like you know like wishing i could do, just do it you know um and then when, when i was working with um donald cameron um, at West Beach when we were doing the first Jehu record, you know, I was like really just kind of over his shoulder the whole time and just watching what he was doing. He just started soaking it up and, you know, uh, and then I was also in the music department at UCSD and we had a recording studio. So I started like doing things there, you know, and, and learning just on my own uh, in like an electronic music studio. So... Like, like they so made, as in they made electronic music or an early electronic recording... It was like an early like computer music. It was like I mean, this is like the beginning of MIDI and shit. You yeah, know? Okay, like, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Rudimentary like electronic music studio, and it wasn't really set up for doing any live recording. But I also worked for the um, the theater uh, that was right next door, so I could go next like in the middle of the night. I could go to the theater and take all their microphones and bring it into the the studio, and they had like a sixteen track tape machine, and and I would record my friends' bands. And just learn on the job or whatever. Oh, awesome! Cool. And that's—I mean, it seems like yeah, like as you mentioned before, San Diego is a very tight-knit community. There probably is no shortage of, oh shoot, Mark can record it. You know, kind of like. Oh yeah, I mean, there's anytime it's it's the same today, right? Anytime anybody <laughs> offer a recording service, people jump on it, right? Right. <laughs> so, well, mean, especially uh, when you know what you're doing, it doesn't sound like ass. And yeah, you have the the context of not being uh, the uh, yeah, you're you're not like the the backwards ponytail backwards ponytail. Oh man, Jesus Christ! Sorry. Wow, that'd be a terrible look. <laughs> a ponytail in the front of your head. <laughs> I'm not recording with that guy, even if it's the only guy in town. I'm just gonna quit playing music, probably, if that's the situation. Yeah. At what point in your life did like stuff go so wrong for you <laughs> that you're the only guy that can record you as a fellow with a ponytail on his forehead? Dude, speaking of growing up in Alaska, that like we were just talking about a trip I just took to Alaska. And, like, yeah, that was that's like the exact like I can remember being a kid and like like playing drums and being a band wanting to go like and yeah in town it was like that was it the one guy in town that had it and it was like that's why I used the it's 14 drums and 30 cymbals man and you're like oh and yeah it was that guy with the like. The curly like mullet hair and, and like baseball cap, you know, you're like, oh no. Yeah, it was so frustrating, and and uh, being able to do it myself was just. It's great. It's just, kind of liberating. Yeah, yeah. 
it's almost kind of funner almost like to to learn on your own as you're doing it too you know just like recording friends and just like you know what i mean like having a time of it you know as opposed to like yeah i don't know. I've always felt like i kind of missed out by not like being taught by somebody or mentored or whatever mm. I, I i've always like for the longest time um from the very beginning and up until you know well still kind of feel this way but i've always felt like you know, being self-taught, like I didn't, I didn't know all the tricks, and I didn't know all, like the cool like things to do. And yeah. like, um, I always wondered, questioned if I was doing any, doing it right. Up until probably still today, there's things yeah. where I'm like, I don't know. I mean, this is just what I the way I've done it. You know. Um, right. You know what works for you and what your experience is. And it's you know it's become I'm sure somewhat of a signature sound. You know. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's yeah, but that's for you because I mean kind of how you get your sound. You know. Yeah. Did go from recording to your your friends to eventually doing some very big records that's old you know that went platinum and you know have been heard you'll still hear them everywhere right right like especially that jimmy world record the bleed american record like i think that has like such a like it's such a gripping sound that that just whenever you hear it you notice it immediately like that it's very distinct that's yeah. awesome i think that's awesome because that that record is probably still my favorite record to make how long- i mean knowing the backstory of it somewhat that like, you've done all their stuff right not all of it, not but, but most of it, right? The early from the first album up to some point more recently, I guess. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't do futures with them, and then I mixed the record. Oh, and then they did Chase's Light, and I, I mixed the record after that. Uh, uh, invented, and okay. then they just did a new one. Yeah, see, I mean, I can't really even say I've kept up so much, but. Like, I really liked Clarity a lot, but they were sort of at that point where it's like, oh, you need to make a record that sells. And, uh, like, I think they wrote the right, songs yeah. that that did it, but the production also really made you n- notice, like, oh, those are, that's like, a, that's like a three or four part vocal. And, like, I'm noticing that, which sometimes gets lost in a recording. I think it, so there is the, yeah. it's, it's a great sounding record that was designed to catch a mass audience, and I think it did. But in a way that holds up, in a way that's not like gimmicky. So sure, uh-huh. that's what's always impressed me about the sound of that album. Well, I and I mean, that can almost be like, seen as like a signature or something too. You know? Yeah, that's what it's. Yeah, it's kind of the point I was making. Kind of make is like, it, and there you go to the to the signature sound. You know, the, the self taughtness like like that's you know you know how you, you get what you want to hear. You know, in a weird way. What satisfies now, have you, have you, you personally? Did you did you always go just kind of like from that? Did, did you ever like worked under a studio then and you know gotten like the initial work? It was always just like we're working on a record and it's me. I'll be the one to do it. You know, I know how to yeah. do it. And yeah, I'm just it, it, always like, you know, for, from the time I was working in that electronic music studio, it was just me doing everything, and then I um, stumbled upon a a really great recording studio in San Diego that was just sitting idle. Um, no one worked there. It was just this guy built it in his backyard, and it was, you know, he's like one of those guys. Oh, that's yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want to record with, but you know, the ponytail on the forehead kind of guy. <laughs> he, he, he had the rad studio, and, and it was just sitting there, and and uh, so that's where I did the Jay stuff, and I started doing all the San Diego stuff there. Uh, but it, again, it was just me. I was the only person there. Well, and that and, was. Yeah. So what were you actually recording on? Like, was that like, like, what did that look like? Was that like, was it, you know, were you recording to a computer, like an older computer, or was it like, what was it? Was it DAT? Uh, oh, it was analog tape, twenty-four track, you know, two-inch. Old school, cool. School. And then yeah. have you, have you, you're you one of those guys that have like, hey, recording on tape is the best possible thing you could have for rock music, or are no, you? You're I'm more, 
not that. I'm, I'm, and I get into arguments with all my audiophile, like recording nerd friends, because they are, and they, they, you know, tape, you know, but I, I don't miss it. I fucking worked on it, and I hated it. It's like everything. <laughs> yeah, Toshi said the same thing. Toshi every- Kasai, who we recorded with recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I think I think the people that haven't worked on tape a lot kind of glamorize or whatever. But like when I was working on it, I'm like, oh, it'd be so awesome if I could just do all this inside a computer. It'd be so amazing. I was dreaming about being able to do what I can do now, right. and it's here, like the future is now or whatever. And it's yeah, it is. Awesome. Yeah, the technology is uh, caught up to the uh, to the level of interest for that kind of thing in a big way, and that's what's been such an equalizing agent. And that's something that. So, how do you feel as a guy that you know is a sought after for like a certain thing and you know a certain level of you know massive professionalism and knowing that you can like deliver good sounding records, home recording like just going from just being yeah you know four track over in the corner to all the technology you have now to basically write record produce and release your own records all from the same computer like what, what what kind of changes do you think that's made for music in general um this is another argument i get i get into with my friends quite a bit because you know people lament anybody can make a record these days and i think that's awesome and like i it, this goes back to the the dude the ponytail and the forehead guy anytime you get <laughs> able to do it themselves and get these fucking dipshits out of the way yeah exactly and, like it's more direct i think the art is more direct totally. to the listener so i think it's better you get a lot more shit you get a lot more awful stuff but i think you get a lot more exciting stuff too i'm more excited about music now than well i wouldn't say at any point in my life but i i think it's awesome i think it's great i mean it's sort of like sidelined me in a way and sort of making me make have to make donuts for a living but <laughs> <laughs> but they're great donuts that's going to be awesome donuts. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. There's, to be clear, it's fairly laudable and, and uh, nice practice to be making donuts. I mean, you're you're making a yeah. thing that's it's kind of hard. It to brings like, a lot of joy to people's lives. Yeah, how can you be sad eating a donut? I mean, I guess you could like just be a sad. Shit, scenario, I walk. I work but... across the street from Donut Place. I love it. Oh, can is it just donuts? I mean, like I, I have not seen the menu. Do you do? Can you get like a ham and cheese croissant, or is it just sweets or? Um, right now it's just donuts and fruit and, uh, you want to see the menu? I got it. Oh, you got the menu? And you, I guess I could just, <laughs> we'll get, post up a link to the menu because like I said, I yeah, we will, we should put you know, on the website, we'll put, put up a link to the menu. Even if it's something where you're going to sell so many donuts, you might want to start baking about, <laughs> about 5,000 extra. You're going to get the signal bump. <laughs> Better bake them now. There's going to be a lot of people wanting donuts over email. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think like the names are clever enough and kind of cool enough that even if like something where you would have you know no ability whatsoever to ever get to Los Angeles or ever go to to Donut Friend and get a say chocolate from the crypt. Whereabouts in Los Angeles is this located? Um, it's in the, the neighborhood's Highland Park. Do you know? Are you familiar with LA? Yeah, slightly. Yeah, these guys more so than me. I'm a Midwesterner. Transplant. Like I said, we'll we'll drop down next time we're down for sure. Yeah, I say I next love, time love we do book it. LA, we should, we will come in. Um. Yeah, I, I, well, I was what I was gonna say awesome. is that I think it's cool that the menu items like you can appreciate that and sort of like oh that's kind of like funny and but awesome too at the same way just like uh, there's the burger place in Chicago uh, that has like the metal themed hamburger Kumas. Kumas yeah that has like the like the every burger is like oh there's the Metallica and the Megadeth and the you know the Neurosis there's stuff here that's like that too it's called Grill 'em All <laughs> wow that's actually a much better name it's it awesome that's great. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think it is, you know, it's, it's, and for me, you know, we, we've talked about just 
sort of the idea of, of you know, when you grow up in punk rock, having like the idea of a, like punk rock almost like not like as a, as a music or sound even necessarily, just like a mindset of like critical thinking and things along yeah. those lines. But I think when you see those kinds of things and you have that sort of mindset, it's always like, ah, oh, yeah, one of ours is doing something cool. That's awesome. So yeah, think, that's cool. I think that's really cool, and you know, I think I think it you know hopefully catch right on. I mean, you get you can be Voodoo Donut South as far as uh, hipsters go. I hope so. So we'll we'll definitely be posting some links for any any of our Southern California listeners. You know, people in the area can can check it out. But you're still, I mean, it's not just donuts. You can still you can still employ him for the recording arts as well. He's still around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still, you know, I'm still. I have a little setup in my uh, my place where I can mix. So I've been doing like little mixes here and there. Because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't want to stop making music or stop. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. I just can't right now. I just can't afford to spend a month in the studio or something like that. Right. Sure. The mixing, I can go home at night and work at night or whatever. Or and it's, yeah, it's a little bit more on your pace. Yeah. There's not yeah. people breathing down on you. I mean, what do those calls kind of work? What do those calls look like? I mean, are you mostly getting calls like from bands that like your work? Or are you going to like managers or record companies or like and, like what's? Yeah. What's, what are you working on these days? It's usually bands. You know. Bands directly contacting. Bands pretty much contacting me. Hmm. Have you ever had any of those kind of just stories of, of your, of, of just like the total like douchebag, almost Robert Evans style record guy coming to you and just came up with something absurd or something? Yeah, just... <laughs> you, oh, like like an A&R guy like in, in charge of a yeah, a project, yeah. Like micromanaging and stuff? I, for the most part, haven't done a lot of records like that, like where there where there have been... Um, a lot of label. Yeah, involved. it sounds like you're, you've been able to kind of like work on what you want to work on yeah, for the most part. There's been a few, a few. Part of the reason why I parted ways with Jimmy World uh, after Weed American was, was label involvement. You know, like the, the, the label like was so uh, hmm. wanting another middle, you know, like so badly. Right, and, right. Oh, like when, did, 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 before they were ready and just yeah like, i didn't really like that next record all that much so you didn't work on that at all futures yeah was that the next one it's really good i i, I bumped it up and I'm it bumped you out that you weren't on it yeah Maybe. i mean because half of the record is like stuff that i worked on and then we we worked together and i was sort of the scapegoat for them not being ready or whatever so ah. i got and then but then they went and and they did what they should have done all along which is just finish writing the record and I think they did a great job and they came back with a, an entire record instead of half a record and I really like it and I was bummed that I couldn't have been a part of it but uh, whatever and you were just kind that's, of like scapegoated as like the guy yeah, oh this Zombino's being a prima donna he's burr, 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 burr. yeah I mean someone someone had to take the the blame and it couldn't have been the band or the label because right well right yeah because that's them blaming themselves it's disappointing because i mean i do really think the sound of bleed american is why it sold so well and caught people's ear so immediately you know i mean they're good songs as well and they're they're very well put together and they're put together to be hits yeah, hmm. yeah. that's disappointing that that's the way that that played out i guess I only saw Jimmy World one time, and they did an in-store at the record store I used to work at. It was that them and the Smokin' Popes? Those are actually... I was, say, I was just about to, That's interesting that you say them. And the second thing I was about to say is I've never really been wowed by them. Jimmy World or the Smoking Popes, who I've seen several times. I think they're both bad live bands. 
Kind oh, of. really? really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some live so, uh, I've seen live I guess that's another reason I, that I was glad handing my way around. But, uh, uh, but I but I have a tooth problem. And I'm, taking, seen... I'm taking painkillers. So uh, they're, yeah. kind, they're kind of truth ser- seruming me <laughs> yeah, dude. No, right now. But live... I don't really think I've, either I've of those I've not had the opportunity of, uh, of are, actually are good live bands. seeing them. But, I've, you know, I've but uh, they the, both the made YouTubes. records that sound really good. I don't know who recorded that Smoking Pope's record with Want You Around on it. But that's a beautiful... That record sounds great, but they were not a good live band. I saw them on that tour and they were... They were pretty boring. Hmm. Sorry, I but it sounds. <laughs> but it, they're, they're the most band compelling band, band in the world on record when Mark Trombino records them. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's my my take. Some hard truth from the host that uh, has, has getting a tooth extracted tomorrow. Woo! <laughs> you should see get swollen, man. So so was was uh, was the the one Blink One Eight Two record then like the first like kind of like oh shit like this is. Okay, this is getting like like bigger than I expected it to, or or was that something that you kind of knew and had prepared for? Um, I knew when I did it that it was going to be the biggest record I had done to date because I think they they had already sold like their first record that Cheshire Cat or whatever. Yeah, that's a good record. Seventeen thousand records, which to me, like at at the time, I don't know what it sold now, but like at the time, it was like. You know, I mean, I'm making records that are selling like in the hundreds or something, right? Like, yeah. right. <laughs> okay. That was insane, you know, um, and I uh, and just yeah. So like, I knew it was going to be big, but I didn't. I hadn't, had no idea it was going to do what it did. I, I don't think anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, it kind of was a it was a yeah, juggernaut. I, I mean, yeah. It's 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 like <laughs> even now. I, I was going to say I was, I was trying to to pull up what the exact quote was. Funny, but even but, I own Cheshire Cat. But uh, but a friend of the show, uh, Steve V from North Carolina. You know what I, I mentioned that you were on. He said that uh, that record changed the course of his musical life. Wow! And then the next sentence is, "You are interviewing the dude that tossed up mics to capture its perfection." Good job. <laughs> so some. Wait, say that again. What did you say? You yeah, are. I was like, I was like I, I'm you are interviewing too. the dude that tossed up mics to capture its perfection. Wow. So. He's just a mic tosser, a apparently. Yeah. I know, but he's, that was like a pejorative compliment there. What the hell is that? Yeah, and I saw that and I was like, and I, I, I know he. That's I, the he verbatim didn't, quote. I guess. Yeah, he is a huge but. fan of the record. I mean, yeah, so Wait, I know that, that, but Stevie? like, yeah, Stevie. Oh, Stevie. Uh, but he's like, yeah, tossing up mics, tossing. And it's like, tossing. well, he probably wasn't actually uh, tossing. He's just, uh, he's pulling soft serve down at the ballpark. <laughs> oh, who said that? Brandon Candy said that. But, but. Point point of fact is that yeah there there was there was some excitement about having you online. I thought that was a, that was not, I mean changed the course of his musical life, and that's a, that's a guy that's put out some pretty good music as himself despite being an ass. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he can be an ass. But. He is. He can be an ass, but he's he's a good dude. Yeah. Sorry, change change my, my career t- as well. You know, like before that, I was doing all those like indie whatever bands, and that Blink record was the first one that actually was my first major label record. And, yeah, right. Because you did like some some work on some Carlos stuff. I remember up here as a uh, yeah. great, great little SF noise pop band. You did um, uh, did the the best rocket from the Crypt album as well. The uh, oh right or scream we, scream Dracula scream right chocolate from the Crypt. I did some mixing on that. Oh, I mixed that one. Okay, but it's, it's that also sounds great. It just yeah, as yeah. A, just rips into you the first when you hear it. Well, that's definitely Rocket's biggest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that record's awesome. I was terrified of that one because <laughs> really? uh, I, I knew that I was mixing and I knew that I think Andy Wallace was doing the other half. I was doing oh, one wow. half. Wow. The other half. And so I knew that my mixes were going to be like in sandwiched in between his mixes and it was like 
terrifying. Um, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, that's, that's, a, some, that's a pretty big also, yeah, some, shoes there. Yeah, yeah. Big, yeah, big balls to be next to. <laughs> yeah. Back then, <laughs> me back then, now I don't think I would give a shit. But like, back then, I was just like... Oh, you know, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now, now you've done it, and you can like so like you and you you know that what the experience was like. Oh, it was just like every other experience. Now, you know what I mean? Like now you can like you know now you can quantify it. You know, like so yeah, yeah you know. But now you're the guy. But that then it's someone's just like, like, oh shit, my stuff's going next to Trombino. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, so you said like you like when you first heard the Blink dudes bring in that record. You know, did you know out of the gate they're like, oh man, these songs are like, this is legit. Uh, or was it their energy as a live band? Like, what what was it? What was it that, that like, attracted you to Blink? Yeah, how did how did you know that that record? Like, because you mentioned earlier, I can't remember what you exactly you said, but you said you kind of knew from the beginning, like, oh, this is going to be a big fucking deal. No, I, I didn't. Oh, All okay. I knew was that it was going to be the biggest record I had done. Yeah, oh, exactly. Because because okay, 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 what he was saying is like he'd only done you know yeah, like yeah, records, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and he was yeah. like shit. But These like, have done over a hundred thousand on this one. Like what? Like what? Like did these yeah, come as a band very prepared? They, uh, like, they they were like they were signed up to do it. I can't remember with who, but they they had another producer already, and they were touring that studio in San Diego that I was working at. So they them and that producer guy came through the studio, and I think I was working with Fluff at the time. Oh okay, all right. Fluff, that band. Yeah. Who you know like and O knows everybody right. and. And like okay. knew that they had sold a lot of records of Cheshire Cat, and I'm like, and and they're nope. They oh. got very low res there. Yeah, well, I think we're getting some weird latency here. Hold on, what's going on here? I'm sorry. So go back to the dude from Fluff introduces you to these guys, or right? Yeah. Um, well, he didn't initially, but I, I um, they, you know, they were checking out the studio to because they were going to bring that guy, that producer guy, there to to record, and I'm like talking to O, like, to like, talk to them. They, you don't want to, they don't want to come and, and use some other, I know the studio, they should come work with me or whatever. And, and, uh, and so O talked to him and I think convinced him to at least, you know, talk to me about it. So I think, I kind of feel like I kind of stole that record away from that dude. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But it's also um, like, I mean, gotta get while the getting's good. I mean, so, so they knew, they knew who you were. Yeah. There was some, you know, they, they knew what kind of guy you were. Like maybe like they they were familiar like you guys knew each other or was it something where no you know, I didn't you're I didn't getting some coffee them. and then I think at that point I had done Static Prevails and they were big fans of that record so gotcha. so yeah so I think when when O talked to them you know they knew me from Static Prevails so it it uh, it was a good fit I guess kind of the whole like friends like you know be like hey check out you know this check out this guy he does good work kind of thing no and it's always good if you hear a record that you like yeah. And, uh, Gives you an idea That's of how it would sound. Good way to find someone to do a record for sure. Uh, so, yeah. but you you knew them as a band already before recording, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, because they're on the same label. You know, they were they were on. Um, oh, were they? Oh, Headhunter. Headhunter. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> well, they were in like a like a it was grilled cheese or something like that. Like it was some subsidiary. Right, right, right. Okay. Huh? But you'd like seen them play and like kind of knew what they were about. No, no. no I, I I knew what they were kind of about, but I'd never seen them play. I don't think I saw them play until after I worked with them. That's funny. So you'd actually never seen them, like you know, be like the sort of live act that they are before you. No. Like, hey, let's record, guys. Yeah. And how long did it take for that record to get made? Um, it was quick because it was kind of, it was still kind of a headhunter record. So it was it wasn't like an MCA record or whatever 
uh, it's quite too. Um, so it was it was pretty quick. I think we did it in like three weeks or something. And it was all done on tape. You know, there's no computers. Um, yeah, getting that good old school analog sound. See, I'm a big fan of the analog, man. All these computers mucking up everything. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Back in my times. Yeah. When I never ever worked with this equipment. That's how. That's how we yeah. did it. That's how it was I done. It was like the, that. Was the drummer? Was it? That was the. I think he, that was the drummer. Oh yeah. Standpoint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'd, I'd have a great. Yeah. But it's like I. Sorry, you're good. You're good. Oh, I. I was just gonna say that the drummer, like, um, they before we recorded, they, um, they got. I think they got their deal with MCA or something. So they celebrated and. They, I guess, got really drunk, and the drummer like jumped off some two-story building or something like that, and broke his feet both. Feet. And, uh, oh Jesus! And so, like, when we when we went to record, he was still in a wheelchair, and and, and wow, so wheel up to the drum set, and then plop himself down on the kit, and he could his bass drum foot was was okay, but his hi hat foot wasn't okay, so he could still play, but I mean, he was like an invalid; he was playing drums. So Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's hardcore, man. Like that's wow, that, that is that's about as punk rock as it gets. Also, I mean, also probably foolish. No real right? is playing I mean, this. I'm going in. Yeah, and but there I mean, was no yeah, editing or anything, so he did a kick-ass job. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> well, what did he so like? He didn't really last very long after that, did he? No, I think I don't think so. He's probably jumping off roofs. He probably fucking cracked the skull. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah dude, uh, that's a bump. Well, what did, what did and, you like? And so Travis Barker's multimedia career was launched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, I mean? Thanks what? for thanks for jumping off that building, asshole. <laughs> How many reality shows do we have to see now? <laughs> but like, okay, I'm sorry to get back to the. Uh, was he like? Did you overdub the hi hats? Like, how does that fucking work? Like the one, the one. No, we just it. We like. I mean, it's to, punk like, rock, man. Tighten the hi hat to the right, whatever. And totally. Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, there, there you go. That's a. So this was this wasn't twenty one twelve, you know. <laughs> well, that's all right. So that, and you said it was a relatively short record to record. Like there wasn't. Yeah, it was really quick. I, I think I think it was three weeks, and, um, we did it. We did, we did it all in San Diego, and then then we I came up to LA to mix it. Hmm. So. And yeah. did, what is that something where uh, you know the John Bino got a little something something on the back end? For no, I mean I got my day rate or whatever. Right, but you didn't get like points on the on that because nobody was prepared for it to do everything that it did, or uh, just because you weren't in the mix for. Uh, is this I, awkward? I don't know. <laughs> actually, man, I think I did. I think that was the first. That record was the first record that I did where I had a manager. So I think I did get points on that record. Oh, red. Yeah. Because I think, because I did. Good. Okay. That'd be a shame. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was about to say, because that, that'd like, suck Jesus if you didn't Christ. get points yeah. on that record. I mean, like. No, oof. I did. Because I did, I did Static Prevails before that, and I didn't have a manager for that. And I got, like, totally uh, out-negotiated by their A&R guy. So, like, I got nothing on that one, and I was splitting it, like, co-producing with some guy. And, and I did end up, I was doing all the work, but, like, splitting he, he was getting points and I was getting nothing. It was really, it was kind of shitty. Um, so that was, Static Prevails made me go get a manager and then the manager negotiated a decent deal or whatever for. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, after that record kind of became what that record did, I, I can, uh, 
I can imagine that you know there was there was a lot of demand, like a lot of calls coming in, emails, MySpace messages. No, like I always felt like like yeah, you know, see other other producers have like hit records or whatever, and they would like be everywhere, and I I felt like I, I didn't I never felt like the calls really came in like for. for yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tramino. I mean, that's just surprising. That's just like it seems like you know. Well, I'm the record producer. <laughs> oh. Um, it was. Yeah. I know. I don't I, want you to I think of being like the Maytag like, repairman or something. You know. I mean, it's a, <laughs> these are huge records. Like. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> Two of them. Dude, like, I don't think Dude Ranch did much for me. It was all the Jimmy, like Clarity and Bleed American. Those records did did something for me but i don't i don't feel like dude ranch did really it made it, i guess it made me i i it made me a little bit more acceptable to major labels i guess yeah. sure sure yeah it makes sense hey he makes hits don't question his tactics yes <laughs> mr. mr hitmaker so i mean did you have so when you have these bands approach you like, did you have any, like, wild outliers? Like, something where you're just like, wow, you really not listen to anything that I do. Like, this is not... Yeah, what's the weirdest offer, I guess? Or inquiry? Like, in- like some weird band wanting to work with me? Yeah. That... Um, Most inappropriate, even. I don't know. I got, I, I got a lot of... I was pretty picky. Um, so I can't remember some of the, the things that I turned down. Um... But nothing was there was nothing that really like crazy weird oh no no i can't think of anything wow okay mm-hmm. you know there's a you, from a used uh from you know playing music we always ask because we have a lot of musical guests on the uh the podcast here obviously um you know, from playing what's the like the either the worst show or the worst band like that like or just like the the weird like just like jesus what are these guys doing you know from over the years that you've it played with or like the worst venue or something that you've uh, that you've ever had to play at um worst venue or just most bizarre yeah like you know yeah, like, like oh, what the hell like what the hell am i playing wild wild I am playing? yeah yeah there's a, there's a couple that come to mind like one we did we did a show at the boredoms in san francisco i think it, i think it was slims or something like that oh wow and we had to set up in front of them and it was like this really not a very deep stage and wide or whatever. And so we ended up having to set up like, it was so shitty, like they wouldn't take their stuff down. So we had to set up like, like literally like across the stage. So like, I don't know, that was- They have a lot of crap too. With, yeah, two drum sets. Yeah, that. See, that is a big so, setup, huh? Someone's looking for that, I guess, well, I don't know. That was a bad one. There was another one at, at CBGB's where like the light dude was just, driving me insane he was like like you know like you know like laser floyd and lights and everything and like that just like makes me crazy or whatever and, <laughs> and i actually had to st- i'm embarrassed but i actually stopped and like stopped a song in the middle of it and like had to ask him to stop it was so dumb like i of me to to to, to blow it like right because that. that's a big rule is you never stop yeah but yeah you're also the drummer and the rhythm's coming from you if you're getting fucked up from all this shit in your eyes i, mean. no, I know seriously uh, yeah, I was just kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate your candor. So. Honestly, so you didn't just ask him is what you're saying. This, we can go confessional with the rest of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything else you're feeling bad about? 
Remember that one time you were a dick like 15, 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah, okay, well. You ever torture an animal as a but child? But what about, uh, so those are venues, any bands that are like, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, we, like we played with those guys, like, like, and this was, that was crazy. Like, who, what, the, you know. Like, yeah. J-Who probably had to be fucking paired with some real horror shows, I can only imagine. Like, there has to be some just like, wait, what? Like, what, how in the world with the stuff? No, 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 because when we, t- when we toured, we'd always take, we'd headline and we'd take someone from San Diego. Mm. Uh, that actually makes it a lot easier. It was easier. a pretty self-contained so, scene. We didn't get paired up with too many. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, the only bands we ever played, we did one show with the Boredoms, we did one show with Pavement, and we did one show with uh, Stereolab. I think those are the only bands we ever opened for. Oh, wow. Oh, weird. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's actually kind of crazy. That is, huh? that's, so the, the only bands you ever opened for? Were... Boredoms, uh, Pavement... And Stereo Lab. Excellent. Nice. That's funny because I could actually see J-Ho playing with all three of those bands, but it being like like taken totally differently because you guys had such a, you know, at the time, a very unique thing that no other bands really did. And I think that I've heard a lot of bands that are awesome that are like are definitely J-Ho influenced and they definitely take certain things out of what you do, but. There there is a whole church. (laughs) Yeah. Disciples. uh, Yeah. Well, and so, like, it, it's something where I could see where the Stereolab fans, you know, would, would find something interesting about, like, you know, what Jay Who does, maybe, like, the more, like, extended, almost Krautrock sort of rhythmic explorations and, like, some of, like, the longer songs and things like that. They would kind of get, you know, oh, cool, I can get down with this. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that that's interesting, but it's also interesting that, you know, I mean, San Diego is always thought of, you might be able to only know San Diego as San Diego. Like, people that have never been to Olympia think of Olympia like Olympia. It should be interesting that, I mean, that was a very close-knit scene. Like, everyone kind of knew each other, played on each other's records, sang on each other's stuff, went to each other's shows. Like, was that by necessity or design or, like, what, like, how how did that all kind of come together? Um, I think that it was just the, the, the fact that there was, like, really, like, only two clubs at the most that, that you could go see shows at. And then there was, like one recording studio where I was working and there was one, one record label and it was just, we just had one of everything and so <laughs> everybody just sort of, you know, congregated around those things. Yeah, the smallness, the smallness of it makes it a scene, yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I, a lot of the guys um, that are part of that scene um, kind of all went to school together too, like they grew up with each other. Oh wow, so it's even earlier. I came from Orange County and went down there for college, but a lot of those guys, like John and, and a bunch of people like they all went to school together so well and that's so how did you enter the picture like how did you end up uh you know talking to john and first start playing music like how did that how did that come together i um i was in a band before i, I came down to san diego i was in like this shitty punk rock band um and then um i met tim mays was the From guy the Casbah. yeah i became Casbah, but he, he was like the guy that booked shows or whatever um, before he had the Casbah, and so I got him to book my shitty little punk band on like, like we opened for like um, GBH and Addicts and <laughs> and uh, nice, yeah. And so we there's were, lots of patches prevalent at that show, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> and then I was in a band after that called uh, Night Solo Man, and me and the bass right. player uh, Mike. Mike. Uh, were in that band and Pitchfork was also playing at the same time. John Rick from Pitchfork. Um, and they Pitchfork was like my favorite San Diego band. 
Um, and after Pitchfork, Pitchfork broke up, Nice Old Man broke up, Mike from Jehu, I mean, Nice Old Man, started playing with Rick and John. And they had another drummer, um, what's his name? Chris Bratton, I think. Does that, does that ring a bell? Uh, does not. Yeah. Something like that. But anyway, so they were playing with him. And then when I found out they were playing, I was like, um, I wanted to be a part of that. Because they were like, you know, Pitchfork were my favorite. So I. Yeah, yeah. And an, an intense and interesting band in their own right, too. I mean, they had like, you know, there, there's a certain amount of interest in what they were doing because it was unique and cool. Yeah, yeah, I loved them. And so I talked to them into letting me play with them. And so, yeah. I didn't really know them too much before that. Um, so Mike, the bass player, was my in. Those guys. Nice. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, how did like did did the did you have this idea for this kind of crazy, super complicated thing that kind of you know maybe took a little bit from like what like Fugazi was doing, but kind of turned it into its own freakish, monstrous entity on its own? Like, was that from the beginning, or did that kind of naturally originate? I think originally those guys were kind of continuing on with Pitchfork in a way, you know, it was like kind sure. of, sure, their song, like the, you know, like a lot of the albums on the, or songs on the first album are kind of from that, like they were written before I got in there. And, um, but, but like right around that time, like I was turned on to Slint. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And, and I just started, I wanted to make these long songs. So I, I, I think I kind of was like the, the, the force or whatever for like drawing everything doing, doing the long songs right yeah well know. and that's i mean and some of those songs are like so iconic now but like i mean i'm especially when and you know the first record you keep it fairly short and sassy you know it considering what came afterwards but like yeah. some of the songs on yank crime it's like yeah, for songs like, like yeah. what, what i always yeah. mention about yank crime is that uh you know it's got some pretty fucking long songs but they don't feel like long songs because it kind of just like takes you on this like journey and like something like luau i mean that was a major label record and there's <laughs> there's like what nine minute song with a doom, ta, da, da, doom, ta, da, da, like just this relentless kind of like what the fuck level yeah. it's you know what's crazy about about that yank crime is that like it's the craziest record i've ever made in that like no it was a major label record and no label no one from the label heard it until it was mastered like yeah so did, <laughs> like didn't didn't did reese no like work out some crazy agreement for like just total freedom like could put out his own records on the side whenever he wanted like yeah when yeah. he signed i think he yeah he definitely had something going there but yeah pretty crazy i mean oh, it's sort of like that's totally awesome dude. like it's Seriously, that it's is kind of amazing because you think about like someone like that and they're hearing a record where the most <laughs> the most fucking friendly thing on it is here come the rome plows <laughs> which <laughs> which is just like this is like Wah! you know absolute fucking you know it's a it's a nitro fueled adventure it's of arnold schwarzenegger it's and, yeah, i mean it's just like it's yeah it's that's gotta that's <laughs> That's got to be some surprising reactions from folks when they hear it for the first time, I'm sure, on that side. It was a wild board meeting that Monday. <laughs> I'm sure. That Interscope was a really cool label back then. They were, like, way different than they, you know, what they became. They were very, like, artist-driven or whatever. And so they really wanted to give their, their bands, like, total creative control. And... <laughs> 
that's what happened, you know, like <laughs> awesome. Well, and it's and for me, like, I mean, I think that's like that's so awesome, but such a fucking bizarre anomaly because I mean, to me, that, that's like a, that's like a work of genius. Like that record is like, wow, that's like a full retard in the best possible way sort of record because <laughs> there's decisions of, of just like in, a, in the hands of a, of a different band. There's things that you guys do with those songs that just would not fucking work. But the fact that it's all like for you guys and you you'd played quite a bit together at that point, you know, first record toward and whatnot. Like, is this it's like one of those magical moments in time that everything kind of comes together for this, this, this flashpoint that maybe everybody at the time, you know, I don't know if, if they necessarily realized how important that was, but as, from a cultural standpoint and like the world of like loud music that is quote unquote indie rock, uh, that, that was a pretty fucking big deal. I mean, did you guys have any like idea? Like, I mean, Obviously, I assume you were like stoked on the songs, but it... uh, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, 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 that record was hard to make, like r- hard to write. Um, I, I, I feel like this is another confessional. Thing. <laughs> Go but, for it. Dig uh, it. Dig it know, in. Like, the first record was pretty much, I think, with the exception of maybe two songs, totally written before I got in the band, <clears throat> and then I yeah. got in the band, and the fucking shit slowed way down like it got really hard to write um and i don't know if you know i I don't know how much blame to take for that but i feel like it was kind of me like slowing the process down mucking things up a little bit like Mm. wanting to be super dramatic and make these like epic songs or whatever so this the, the yeah that record was it took a long time to write and I personally wasn't stoked on every song on, song on there. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I liked all the long ones. I didn't like the short ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But now, like, I Tell me why that I'm, is. <laughs> that first record's great. I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, well it's 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 built a major cult of you know <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's a record that's still appreciated I think by you know people that were you know I mean we're in our mid thirties and we're all stoked on it but even people younger than us like I know kids in their twenties that are you know that would were you know babies <laughs> like when that came out that are stoked on it like that like it's so, it's held up over time I guess is the point I'm trying right. to make. And to me, like, I'll listen to a lot of 90s music, and it sounds like 90s music. And mm. for me, that record does that record just kind of has its own kind of thing going on, which I think is actually kind of a cool... Yeah, that's cool. Really I mean... Yeah, it doesn't have anything that's of its era. Right, yeah. There's, it's, no, it's there's nothing, like, timeless. fashionable about it other than just things that are always in style, like just drama and mean and... Right. Now, yeah, if you have like auto-tune and T-Pain and, yeah. jumping in your track, it's going to sound a little dated, but, you know, yeah. Yank Crime was so. Yeah, you did not use vocoders. Oh, man. But if, if you did decide to remix a Drive Like J.O. song and put T-Pain on it, I think that oh, would definitely shit. move some units. Oh, shit. You get a little wheezy involved? <laughs> uh, I, oh, that's, so that's really cool. So, But then, ultimately, do you think that ended the band? Just the fact that, uh, you know, you guys were just taking so long for anything to... You know, happen. I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like I've heard, I've read interviews with John. Like we've never really talked about it because we just sort of, we never broke up officially. We just never kept going. Kind of just dis- disbanded yeah. in a weird way. Well, we were like you know leapfrogging with Rocket. So like we would be really active in Rocket. Sure. Or, 
then we'd flip or whatever. And we did Yank Crime, and, and after Yank Crime was done, we toured, and then it was Rocket's turn, and Jay just never, you know, John never came back for, for Jay Hoop. And, and I've read wow. interviews with him, he's like said things like, you know, it was just really difficult, he didn't, you know, it wasn't fun, the songwriting was hard, and um, stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, oh. oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's 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 sad, man. I'm yeah. sad. <laughs> that's a, it's not always supposed to be easy. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. but still, like that's <laughs> best of us born out of difficultness. But I mean like, you know, it's so I mean, could he call you like Monday and be like, Hey, what are you doing? Be like, nothing, talk to some idiots on the internet and he's like, Heck, hey, do you wanna go play? Like Yeah, what? I would do it. Like I, I've we've talked about doing like reunion or whatever show. And I would do it in a second. I would totally do it. And I think everybody wants to, but it just hasn't happened. Yeah, sure. it's getting the timing down. and you know, Yeah. It, I, yeah it's, it, everyone's think, in a different spot now, too, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, and John and Rick are still kind of carrying that thing on. They're still doing, you know, yeah. high school or whatever. So to them, they're, they're less excited about it because they can keep, you know. But, uh, yeah, I'd be into it. I think Rick has an issue with like he doesn't want to scream anymore. Yeah, those I mean those vocals are fucking intense and like that's that is no joke. And he's adopted in, in you know, I feel like he's actually grown as a vocalist a lot, but I think he's adopted a kind of I mean this is a total compliment, but like a John Fogarty plus Alley Cat kind of thing going on. <laughs> that it suits him really well, but he's not like, you know, ah, screeching at like fucking top of his lungs and I could get where you wouldn't you know, you wanna wouldn't want to do, do that. You don't want to do that forever. Yeah. It's true, I'm sure. Yeah, but he wasn't like he wasn't, I don't know. I, I feel like what he's doing now is not that far away from what he was doing in Jehu, is it? Maybe I'm... I'm not. No, I agree with you. It's not that far. You're right. Uh, well, I think you're right. You're right. You're, it's not that far. There's, it's not a quantum leap or anyway. It's still it's still there. Yeah. I mean, anyway, so that's... Well, I mean, that's that's cool to know. I mean, it's it's a, it's a bummer about the whole way that it's sort of like the not ending of the, the ending. That's kind of drag. Yeah, yeah. Just the fact that it didn't really end, it just sort of fizzled just yeah, yeah just did mm. that's, that's a bummer oh. i mean especially because like i mean i don't need because i don't even know if you see this like i'm sure you'll get the bands that you know you'll like you know throw on the mp3 and then oh this sounds a lot like you know uh slint and uh, jesus lizard or whatever but then they're like oh yeah you know we totally like ripped you guys off all the time like mm-hmm. is that something that you see that like because i don't like Jeff Black Jehu is like a, a very influential band, and like Evan said, to a certain school almost of really cool, noisy, almost critical thinking, noisy rock bands. But is that something that you see a lot of like coming to you, like to record or just to like uh-huh. know you or hang out or no eat donuts? I mean, bands like that don't generally don't want to work with me. Like it's it's the popular stuff and the uh, those those bands for some reason. I guess because you know I've, I've had more success with that. I guess right. I mean that's kind of where you're more. Yeah, like, there's no, a lot of records sold that, of you working in, the, in those <laughs> right. genres, obviously. But uh, huh, that's that is odd. Huh? Because yeah, that is, is. I mean, I just especially don't know. to hear that you're the driving force between sort of the art, you know, yeah, the, the drama of of uh, drive like Jehu. Right. That's uh, hmm. well. So I mean, what that's like. like so uh, go ahead and Google Mark Trombino and book him. Oh. Shit, we just lost him. Hmm. <laughs> Go ahead and Google Mark Trambino would be would be pretty good way to end it, but I do want to say goodbye. Yeah, we should, uh, we should that's not a... back on back on the Skype, I hope. Oh good. Oh technology. 
Hey, Skype. How you doing? Your little son. Hey. No, Mark Tombino. Are you ready to Skype? <laughs> <laughs> the phone Skype. Phone Skyping. Oh, that's a much smaller screen. <laughs> it is. I was actually kind of enjoying the physical interaction. It was, it was nice. I was not enjoying the latency. Listeners the listener's not, not going to enjoy that physical not. interaction, but we were able to look at him on the screen on it's an iPad for the, this whole interview. It's pretty nice. He was able to see up. those two. He didn't see me, but, you yeah. know. He's probably like, man, these dicks hung up on me. <laughs> Stupid technology. Uh, that's right. we were just. I was just. That's man. Give me a fax machine. I could have had his ass by now. <laughs> God damn. All right. Uh, My eyes are bad. Uh, I can't Vegas. This. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Welcome back. We just, so you uh, can't stop the signal. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. For the listening audience, I was bull trained to Vegas. That luckily was exactly the amount of time needed to resolve that <laughs> resolve that computer issue. And uh, we are back with Mark Trombino. Mark. Yes. All right. Is that better? All right. Cool. I think so. Turn you up a little bit here. Okay. So. Welcome back to welcome audio back. only for just us, but audio only <laughs> for, for you also, the listener. Mark Trombino. We are the podcast that makes the most visual sight gags that you'll find for sure. That's for sure. Awesome. Funniest uh, visual there is. 
So yeah, we just the, the song we just played is called Bull Train to Vegas. That was a drive like J.O. song. That was a um, that was a kind of like a shot across the bow. We heard that, but we were we were talking about drive like J.O. Mark. I forgot where we stopped exactly. I remember I was really interested in what you had to say, and I don't remember what we were talking about. I'm sorry. I think there was some possible talk about doing maybe doing a reunion show. Oh yeah, yeah you mentioned that that would be something that you know you hadn't you hadn't heard yeah. from him. But I mean, do you talk to Mike at all still? No, not not no. I don't really talk to any of them. Um, because like Rick lives in New York now, John oh, sure. is in San Diego and you know, both of those guys are super busy. Mike, I just never really kept in touch with, so no, I don't talk to any of them. Hmm. Wow, okay, well just let's let's let the listening audience know that one fourth of Drive Like Yahoo would be totally would into, be into it. Doing so some hot rocking. Get get a three fourths would I think. I think it's really Rick. This really Rick with the hollering. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the the vocal issue. What with the hollering. Well, get on that White House website. You can start a petition. <laughs> I think you only need three thousand. I think something like that to, to get uh, it on the president's desk. So that's I, that's something to think about. You'd have to get a drum set though. I mean, probably yeah, it'd be a good idea at least. Yeah, you'd have to. Uh, you'd have to. You know, get your chops back up. Probably to, probably do some fiddles. Yeah, that's something that scares me. Like I feel like they're gonna call me. Like and be like, okay, you know, we got this show coming up in in a week or something, and and I'm gonna be completely out of, I, yeah. like, I'm gonna need like a lot of time. To you should probably take more than a week. To get ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just start now, man. Start now. Start playing. Well, yeah. I don't know. People always describe your drumming as Meg White like. So. Oh, that's fucked up, up, dude. Come on now. You're the first one for a Meg White. Oh, Come okay. on. I am. Obviously, no, he's great. That, that's, sorry, like during the break, I actually thought about that, like because you had said you hadn't played in ten years, and for me, even like, man, I'll take three weeks off of drumming and like have to like come back to the the kit, and I'm like, ooh, I'm like my yeah. god, yeah, it's a workout, yeah, yeah. So this, you know, it's crazy, but also like, yeah, I'm sure, like, like I don't know how big your place is, but yeah, a lot of I have friends, a lot of friends in LA when I stay there, and it's like, yeah, you, how do you get it? And it, it? You were telling the story about like, yeah, I moved to LA and I was gonna get a kit, and I saw like I actually have. I've heard that more than once, and then they like they get their place, and like, where the hell am I gonna get put? In? No, like, yeah. right, you know, like it's not going in here. Maybe I'll find a studio at some point, and you know. Yeah, see, I, I couldn't play where where I live now. I couldn't, I couldn't play drums. I have to like rent a studio, and you know, it becomes a much bigger deal. Or like, yeah, it's more than just having a drum set. You know, it's, it's yeah. So you get some sweet V drums. Yeah, like yeah, people was like, get a practice pad. And it's like, nah, it's not this. You don't understand. It's no, it's not. I can fucking wear a Max Headroom fucking earpiece too. <laughs> while you're at it. I was kind of serious about trying it, like trying to get one. I but they're really expensive. The V drums actually, actually, I yeah, not to get all crazy, but yeah, I used to like sell drums for a while, and those are actually pretty badass. When you get some of the like the nicer ones, and you're right, they're fucking expensive, but like. Yeah. But yeah, when you play, you're like, oh yeah, this is not that different from playing regular drums. That's and you're, I used to be totally against electronic. You're like, I'm not getting electronic drums. And then it's like somewhere around like 18, I played a V drum kit and like had had to spend time with it. And I was like, oh, this is badass actually. Like, I mean, for practicing, I wouldn't want to do it live. Right yeah, now. I was just about to say that's yeah. awesome. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't get me, don't get me wrong. I, mean, like, I love my kit. Like, so this is like the uh, rock and roll equivalent of like a scooter. You know, it's fun to ride, but you don't want to see your friends. <laughs> yeah, you don't it's your fun to ride, but you don't want anybody seeing you playing that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. So, all right. So, thank thanks for for staying with us, Mark. This has been, this has been a great conversation. I, so, like, folks, uh, folks are interested in Donut Friend. I know there's a Donut Friend website. Um, 
and you guys are open for business when? Uh, sometime in August. I, I haven't really set a hard opening date because I don't really know. I'm still in like construction. I'm still like yeah, yeah, with the inspections and stuff. As soon as I as soon as I pass all my inspections, then I'll kind of set a, a a real date. But it'll it'll probably be in August. Excellent. Well, we will definitely stop in next time we're in Los Angeles. And you should too, listening audience. Well, yes. yeah, we'll post up the address, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, pump, we'll also pump up the jams when uh, the appropriate time to do so happens, and let people know to uh, to check that out. And uh, is there any any cool records that you worked on lately that you think people might should check out? They'd be interested. Uh, I, you know, no. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> is there anything I, else that anyone else has recorded that you're excited about? Over two years ago. The last time I made a record. Oh wow! No way! Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. Yeah, man, that's a. Uh... All right, so so folks want to get a hold of you to to do some of the recording. Uh, can they? Um... How would they do that? That'd be like, a, is there a marktrombino.com situation? Um, there is not. Um, Mark, come on. I know. Well, you know, it, it's it never really, never really seem to need it, but now I suppose I do. Um, I do have. Uh, a manager, you can contact him. Um, you should reach out on like Facebook or Twitter or something like that. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So we'll post we'll post the links social. for that uh, for this episode. So if you want to get a, get a hold of Mark and talk donuts or uh, you know recording your your band possibly uh, if he if he thinks you don't suck then you can contact yeah. him there. Probably uh, not gonna happen for a while. <laughs> right, I was gonna say you might, you, you might be a little busy. Yeah, no, he's gonna be he's gonna be doing. Yeah. Or maybe just go eat donuts. Put out some badass donuts, but yeah. This next song is available on Donut. <laughs> <laughs> donut with digital download. <laughs> uh, Ooh, Mark, hey, awesome. this, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for talking to us, man. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, man, it's been fun. Cool, and uh, yeah, take, take it care. easy with the uh, with the donut and making, and hopefully we'll see you soon yeah, looking, uh, this August. Looking forward to a rights of sprinkles. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, take care. Later, sure. man. Bye. Late. There you go. Mark Trombino. Mark Trombino, everybody. How about great. that? What a cool guy. That's, um... That's not, I, now, see, there, 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 that was revelatory to me in many ways. There were lots, yeah, lots of, of information that... that I did not expect. Yeah, man. That came that, out of that. That's, uh, we, got, we got some kind of cool information out of there. Got some some background on some... Yeah. Interesting records. I think we all walked yeah, away learning a little something. That very, was he was a very open. That was, book. It, yeah, I did. I did. I can say yeah, I was. It, I agree with Evan. That's very revelatory. In many so ways. we've had some cool guests, but I think yeah, I'm generally more familiar, or like I sort of have an expectation. Then this was. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's this ran askew. What so, a great dude! Everyone should get donuts uh, from uh, his new fucking donut yeah, shop. I'm looking forward to uh, checking that out when we get our asses down there to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna speaking of play, I'm gonna play a. I'm going to play a song here that is, before the end, it's uh, Nonagon. It's a new oh, Nonagon no. song. Oh, nice. But it's a PJ nice. Harvey cover. And it's mm. actually the, 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 oh, yeah. the print. They, they, the, the one that they played, at the Winter Snow. Right, right. And Which is I, not the name of the thing. Thunder, Thunder Snow. Snow. I wasn't going to correct you. You're in pain. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, this I can a, take it. It's called Apologies to Polly Jean. Meaning Polly Jean Harvey. So, uh, yeah, let's um, let's check that out. And uh <laughs> Whoa, 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 guys, whoa, guys, whoa. guys, dog. guys, dog, 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 d
gone coming at you. It's a PJ Harvey cover. <laughs> Fucking mouse. <laughs> Apologies to Polly Jean is the name of that. That's available that's... Through, on artistic print. That's not art. It's not autistic. It's artistic. Nope. Autistic print. No. It's, it's an artist. Oh, Christ. The opinions of mouse oh, yeah. do not reflect. Anyway, you can get that song. Awesome. It's a PJ Harvey cover. It kicks ass. Um, best dudes. Highly recommend it. Yeah. I best, saw, I best, got, best dude trophy winners. Absolutely. They are. I was actually like going through my photos on my iPhone, like like went back. I still, yeah, I still have Thunder Snow photos on my phone. So what? I haven't put them on my computer. And uh, yeah, the, some of the live photos. I was like, ah, oh, they are. And like, even though they're blurry, I was like, ah, got the warm feeling, the warm Nonagon feeling mm. you can get. That special feeling. That special feeling. Give me thinking Nonagon. Yeah, they're they're a fantastic man. Uh, they they all their stuff's highly recommended. Got to see him play again. That was always cool. That's one of the things I was so disoriented at that point because I've, I've been fed a few. I, I definitely had the epiphany. Fed first, a few. I, I was fed a few. I definitely had the epiphany, first of all, that uh, I don't have to drive anywhere. Fed a, a I don't have to play. B, I have my friend Jeremy Brayshaw from Denver uh, right here trying to apply me with liquor. Hey, this sounds like a great idea with no drawbacks. And so... Uh-huh. I actually some drawbacks. forget. No, actually, there wasn't at all. I, I just forgot the Nonagon was playing. I was like, "Oh shit, Nonagon's playing! Fuck yeah!" And everyone started laughing. It's like, no, no, I wasn't doing a bit. I was like, literally, I had the epiphany. That's funny. I remember uh, <laughs> awesome. on our when we missed Nonagon playing uh, on uh, what tour? Like we were on tour and we just missed them playing. You know, you're like you were because of traffic or some bullshit, oh. and you were fucking pissed. And I was like, hey, you know, like I had the right. You know, like I listened to it. You know, I was like, yeah, you know, like whatever. But once I saw him live, it was like, oh, I get. I remember thinking that. I was like, now I yeah, get why yeah. Kona was so pissed was off. Like very good live band. If I was, if I was like, oh, I just missed you by twenty <laughs> minutes. Unlike the yeah. smoke, <gasps> unlike the smoking popes and Jimmy, World, <laughs> they are a great live band. <laughs> So, I feel like Mark Trambino definitely want, was like took umbrage with your your early know, candor like, about know, them dude. as a live act. I I, I never said that. Dude, get that tooth pulled, man. Yeah, you you and the painkillers is a mean man. My God. I, I saw them both, but I was like selling Johnny Cash records and shit at the time, so I wasn't really mm. paying that close attention. Uh, um, bloop. Bloop. I remember the bloop. They cool. I was like, I was amused at the fact there was an in-store happening. Like they had loud guitars. Like they all were fucking nice people. Super nice. I've seen some yeah, YouTube footage like nice that's been, you know, yeah. you know, it's been like, oh. but to be fair, there you go. It was YouTube footage. It was, you know, you were like, you're trying to judge a song from like whatever bullshit sound you're getting off this. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, as long as they're screaming. Show, you know. Yes, exactly. As long as they scream, I, you know, as long as they scream, I've got, like, I asked my friend and she said they scream a lot. Yeah, so I figured, and that's what I'm into. Would, I figured you would like it. Band screams a lot. Send it to me. So what am I? My deal. <laughs> It's my deal. All I want is screaming. Oh fuck! I didn't. I was gonna ask a follow-up. That's why I don't like a lot of like Rick's later stuff because he's not doing the screaming. That's bullshit, man. Seriously, like I mean, I think it's kind of bullshit because it's really not are that intense. It, like, but you don't need to like. Dude, yeah, you can it's sing like, them like a not, normal human. And being. what he's doing right it now is, is not that. You know, it's not that like. Ooh, it's a huge you know, difference. You know, like he could do That's what bullshit. he's doing now and do that. Froberg, you know, like, come on here, explain yourself. Come on. We should uh, now. We should see how confidential, not confidential, confessional we can make each <laughs> each of the ex members of Drive Like Jason come on our program. We should never should. Well, at some point we're gonna have John on. I'm fucking know when the moons will align that that'll happen. But 
when he's done, oh, he's done. He's done coming over, coming all over Europe, right? Yeah, that was. That's right. That was the. I bet Mike Kennedy. I wonder what Mike Kennedy's up to. Shit. Well, Mark would have known because he he said he hadn't talked. Thank God for Google. So we're gonna Google that stuff, (laughs) and you should too. Well, I I did. I did want to mention. You know, one story I have, and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's funny about recording stuff. That like, on my on my plane ride back from the BRF barbecue, mm-hmm. it was I interesting need some, because like, cool somber music to play over <laughs> this. On my plane ride, this is the point where you kind of sit down. It's the end of the podcast. That reminds me of a story. Smoking jacket tales with watching a sunset on the plane ride. Well, Bubba lose it. See, it's so happy. Had a thought about recording when you record music. <laughs> well, finish your thought. Uh, yeah, so so I turns out you know the, the, there's a delay uh, back in SFO from Chicago, but I'm there early. I'm there a couple hours early, and I'm like, holy shit, there's wow. delay right now. Wow, that's a bummer. Like it's and like it the, is. That's the, a whole separate story, though. Sure is. And uh, so the the delay would be like, oh, when they'll get me there. I'd be like, oh, that'll you'll get there like twelve thirty. I'm like, that is way too late. Like there's there's no way. There has to be something that we can do, right? So. Turns out, and they're early enough. They're like, oh well, we can get you on this earlier flight that was delayed, so they're just now going to get able to fly. But you need, you know, you need to haul ass to get over there. So I did, and I'm standby, and I, I'm standby. It's one of those things where it's like, I'm like, oh fuck, am I in this plane or not? And you know, these people are sitting around looking like refugees, like they've all been waiting for hours, and they're just like, Whoa, ready to fight to get on yeah. the plane. Oh yeah, because that's that's a terrible. It's a terrible. Does terrible Holy things shit, to you individually, and does terrible things to the group. Yeah, as it, a dynamic. Let me tell well. you about trying to fly out of Alaska after this. My okay. God, well, no, no, story. nobody. Uh, yeah, no, nobody was was very well disposed to to see me or be like charitable. Like, oh, this guy just basically doesn't feel like waiting for a couple couple more hours, which basically would mean that I would have to, you know, arrive, drive home, like sleep three hours, and immediately go to work. So, but but this, these people don't know any of that. All they know is they're like, they're like oh, we just want to fucking get home. So they. Start loading up. Turns out I'm the last standby. Last standby. So you're last they, one on the plane. Last one on the plane. Point, right? they're, and like right up into the point, the last person, they're like, okay, okay, yes, you can go. But you have to check that bag right now. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. So I check the bag. Immediately remember my book's in there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's bullshit. And then I also get a phone call from uh, JJ Golden, uh, from Golden Mastering, our mastering mm-hmm. guy, who has a critical question of the work that he's about to begin on our record that must be answered immediately as I am literally walking up into the plane. You almost became the fucking... As the last person onto the plane. As the last the person guy. onto the plane. And already the, like, suspect, what the fuck is this fucking asshole doing here oh, kind of guy? Right. And you so, came on walk. Did you I'm get punched? walking in, not, not just with the phone, because I was listening to something before any of this happened. I have the fucking headset. And I'm sitting there <laughs> giving mastering instructions to JJ Golden. They're like, "Oh no, you know, at the end of like the sixth song, like, there's like five like second too. fade, like you, every, yeah." Like, and then the um, you know, just we like need that. to watch the seven K right here, like and like it's I'm just I'm you're this dick, like, and everyone's fucking just looking at me like I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> just like this fucking ass. Stewardesses won't serve you. And I'm I'm just like and I'm like fuck the whole time I'm like I know I have like until they tell me to turn the fucking phone off to give these instructions out and it needs to happen right now like there's no like literally no work can be done without these instructions given so i you know i do this and i sit down luckily but you know right as i'm sitting down there are a ton of people that belt their 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 seat belts together and i'm like cool got it out i actually apologized at the fourth i'd be like i'm sorry guys and nobody's gonna really give a shit right back there the first class people were being dicks about it but all the i think the people in coach were just happy to finally be on the plane to be honest totally. uh, so where were you flying 
and I'm vaguely a uh, virgin American. Okay. So I'm, I'm vaguely hungover too. Not excessively hungover, but vaguely hungover. And I'm sitting there like, fuck, I'll have my book down there. And then, and like, I'm not gonna be able to listen to anything because they're all, you know, they're all like, no, nah, turn it off. Turn it off. Well, it's on an airplane mode. It doesn't know. Turn it off. Turn it off. I don't turn it off. I just keep it on airplane. I just keep it fucking silent in my pocket. I'm that guy. When the, if the plane crashes during takeoff, it was me. It was you. Because <laughs> you're dicking around <laughs> right until the point that the stewardess slapped your hand like a, <laughs> like a nun. So anyway, you down. guys, okay, Put so, it down. so they make so, you turn your so shit off. To my, to my right, uh, well, to my left is actually. Uh, like like a larger African American gentleman, uh, very very portly, um, you know, jovial like fellow. Like looks like he's a nice guy. Clowns to the left of you. Big <laughs> that black man. A bigger right. guy, bigger dude, bigger dude to my left. I'm in the middle, and to the right is this really super precious uh, lady. She's a, like looks like a professional of some kind, but she's just really wound tight. Not so much jokers to your right. Not so much jokers to my to right. To continue at all. Con- to continue my Steelers wheel <laughs> bit that I was doing there. And she's just like immediately like, out of the gate, like you know, I'm I'm apologizing for being a dick for talking to the phone, and she's like she's got a fucking enemies list already, and like the flight hasn't even taken off. Like she's going <laughs> to Neutron is, is qualified. <laughs> like she she's like she's already like you know the the fucking the one stewardess like did her this wrong by not giving this question that she wanted. She's like, oh, you're very entitled. I see. Like you're very entitled, and like oh, good, you have some Christian reading material, so you're entitled and Christian. And I'm sure there's in no way, shape, or form anything I can do to totally piss you off. <laughs> so since that happens and I'm at the point of like I'm daily hungover I'm like I don't really give a fuck I'm like I it, my book <laughs> is in it's the fucking cargo the hole I got nothing to look at I don't want to talk to any of these fucking people so I do the thing where you like you can slide, slide the credit card and you're like look at the movie it's Virgin America they got it's to get you right, right, you get, it's personalized it's right in front of you that's why I flew it's like I have to watch like two full games of baseball when we flew back from New York. Yeah, it's, that was awesome. You're like, right, and there's all kinds of stuff. Like, like, I, snuggle like, in. Yeah. All right. And I also order the order cocktail. Don't have to do it. Just do it in the playoffs. No, yeah, actually, say, ordering. Yeah. So what I did out of the gate, and I Virgin feel like this is <laughs> like this. This is a, a a move I will stand by, and I'm sure to anybody that, that didn't know what I do, I would look like a David Lee Roth type or something. But without <laughs> removing sunglasses, <laughs> I immediately swiped my credit card, ordered a fucking beer, immediately, like immediately, which they were able to deliver to me immediately, and turned on a House of Lies, which starts off, I shit you not, with like a nude scene. Like there's people, fuck, there's people fucking. It's Don Cheadle and then like his Don Cheadle's wife, and they're fucking. Like, out of the fucking gate. I haven't taken my sunglasses off yet. The and there's, like, life. children in front of me. There's children in back. I'm not the biggest dirtbag in the world. Children in front of me. And children, children to, to the, the back. back. Here I am watching disgusting porn-style stuff with you. With the Virgin Airlines. On, yeah. on a plane. So. Fuck you, Christian lady. <laughs> I'm like. I So, but I do, I do feel guilty for a second. Then I look over. I'm like, you were mean, not just to me, but these people that are trying to just fucking yeah. do their job. Yeah. So, that's when I was like, oh, you know what? You can fuck yourself. She can. She never would, though. But no, uh, she guilty. <laughs> no, I mean, she would. No, I mean. <laughs> so I'm sitting here fucking drinking my beer. I have a couple beers too, because I'm like, fuck it, man. Like, who cares at this point? I'm watching House of Lies. Is, is what it is a great show. Don Cheadle, uh, really, really interesting show. Very, very sexually suggestive, but perfect. You know, well written, well done. Held my attention. I didn't want the entire time. It was, it was good money spent. And I'm sitting there drinking my beers, and like, <laughs> guy next to me, he's got the he's got the game on, he's got the college game on, and his wife, who I realize is sitting in the in the seat behind him, like, is like, oh honey, how's the you know how's the game going? And he's looking over, and there's another very explicit sex scene where there's just people getting down, like people fucking, 
And he's watching that with his eyes. Like, he hasn't turned his head, but he's, his eyes are like, and he's looking over at my, like, suggested material. I was like, oh, game's going great, honey. <laughs> I've seen Cheadle hit it. I've seen, uh, I'm watching Cheadle. Cheadle is delivering the bone. So I just, I do this thing, and this is unfortunately visual radio, but I just, like, to put the, kind of dip the sunglasses down. <laughs> and you, I, just you give gave him, him, I give him like a, a wink that like should come with look. yeah like yeah. with the fucking lens flare or something he thought you wanted to blow him <laughs> <laughs> but no then he, he gives me he's like yeah you know what's up and I'm like yeah hey, that's cool man because it's like he's totally seen he's seen my my selection which is I was totally that dick when I flew, uh, flew back from Alaska I was like totally fucking I should you know I got there an hour and a half early because that's what you do in San Francisco because that's enough fucking time but <laughs> right. in Alaska in the summertime no that's tourist season and it was like holy shit like I even ran back to the fucking like Virgin Islands like dude I'm gonna miss my fucking flight like like that line is re- it is like the like three city block line to get two wow, security really? you're like yeah just wow. fucking are they understaffed or is that yeah pressure? just fucking but he was like no we got you checked in we're not gonna fucking you know we're not gonna take off without you and like and i was just like fuck that and i got like when i was that guy like went to the front of the line i was like dude let me in let me like hey can i fucking dude my plane's fucking boarding in like 10 minutes you know like like right. or, you know like it was it was like twenty minutes or something but it was just like dude there's no way i'm getting there like and apparently the dude the one of the dudes i asked was like said yeah but i thought he'd said no and so i was like fuck and i went to the back of the line and like oh. when my line had gotten to a certain Ooh. point and he was a few in like through like and he'd already you know like into the the turn style yeah, thing yeah. you know like he was like he waved me over like i was like hey like hey stupid. Dude, dude fucking come over here and i was just like oh shit and like ran in and you're like you know it's like oh like i even like got it you know like ran through the like people and some people give me the fucking dirty look or whatever like <laughs> but yeah he let me in and he wasn't he actually grew up down the street from me but it was like fucking you know like Eight years enough younger than me that I never fucking knew who he was. You know, it was just like this TSA where you from? Agent you're you're from? The, the, the dude like let me in. Like the, okay. it was like, hey, you know, like I was like, where are you from? And he's like, hey, like Peter's Creek. And I was like, no fucking way. You know, it's like it was interesting, but but I was that dick, like because like the plan and not the just Russian... me. There's actually people like when I went to like I'm gonna miss the plane. There's like somebody else from San Francisco that was like checking checking in. You know, it was right. like wait, we got like an hour to get there. It's like no, right. that line is fucking ridiculous. Like. um yeah, 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 but I was like, so the people, a lot of people taking their so I got off. on the plane. That's why I thought it was like what you were talking about. Get on the plane, I mean that I got on the plane, and people were like, "Give me that fucking God, we've been sitting, we're supposed to fucking be taxiing right now, asshole." Yeah, like, like there's definitely the dagger eye situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck and, you, uh, fuck and you. somebody was like, it was like a wife and hus- husband, you know, like, uh-huh. and they were sitting like the dude is in my seat, which I took the window seat, you know, like right. I'm not gonna sit in the fucking. I'm sleeping on this fucking plane. There's a red. Eye, it was yeah. a red eye flight, you know. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like yeah, it was like it's like you're in my seat and like I got the wood. And you're like yeah, and it was like kind of a yeah, same kind of <laughs> like. So I'm sitting next to the wife who's just like <laughs> wait wait, how the interaction go? It was like wood. Wood. Like wait, this seat and it was like yeah, and I like like got out my ticket. It was like yeah, according to this thing, that's my seat. You know like. Yeah, it right. was very much the yeah. I got the the same. Yeah, I get to sit next guy, just the... sit next to a lady that was not happy to have had to. Oh. Yeah, like, well, now we have to. I was like, well, fuck. That's the seat I booked. I remember picking it too. Like, I'm to give me a fucking window. If we're going down, I want to watch it. I want to see myself die. Damn it. Well, let me let me give you a pro. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get a heart attack before he fucking <laughs> the considerate <laughs> and morbid stylings of Ross <laughs> I would say inconsiderate. If you want to just you know order some saucy material on the Showtime channel like that, they appreciate that. That that's what yeah. I, I don't even I don't even think I just, I like just tried to sleep and had a bad go of it. 
for the first hour or so because it's a fucking plane. I'm asleep. Maybe I can. I can't. Fuck. Maybe I'll turn this way. Oh, I'll put the rest like this. No. Fuck. Maybe I'll turn. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but it's still that like it's like sleeping while you're on acid, you know, where you don't really like sleep. You're still very aware of what's going on around you, even though you're sleeping. <laughs> Amazing. This has nothing to do with that, but I was talking to uh, Jeremy Brish at the uh, Bureau of Barbecue. They, they had a game where they come up with a masturbation euphemisms, of which which I mentioned, <laughs> uh, which I remember two of them, <coughs> which is <laughs> which is this came out of a uh, a statement to my friend Jeremy, who said I'm not that, playing this game. Who, no, he just said like, and he and this wasn't this wasn't a game before this, but he says like the guy's like, yeah, I had a tug of war with a with a great Dane. What's up? Mouse is mean mugging. Tug of war with a great Dane. Tug of war with a great Dane, dude. Come on. Finish the story. No, fuck you. You finish the story. (laughs) I don't know the rest of the story. I was kicking Evan. I was just sorry. Let's look for this. I don't even know why. There was no reason. (laughs) Jesus. What the fuck is going on? What kind of show is this? What kind of fucking show are you running? Okay. Well, anyway, the Great Dane, which, 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 which is good, but the, the other one that I remember that, that I wrote down—it's literally my only other note for this mm. show—was uh, uh, John. I think it was Jonathan Eagle, who I got to spend a good amount of time with. Great dude. Rad uh, dude. Which is called his masturbation euphemism was Operation Mind Crime. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, there you a, go, folks. That takes you in all kinds of directions. There you go. Oh, my mouse doesn't like that one. Mouse is this visibly shaken. Puppet, <laughs> yeah. puppet, fucking filed divorce, and you're like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Exactly, exactly Ryan. Friend. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Well, fuck this podcast. I'm getting fucking root now. This sucks. You are. You are good. No, you're getting a tooth pulled. I'm getting a tooth pulled. Yeah. yeah, close enough. Yeah, I'm not gonna listen to our podcast. While, while, <laughs> Give it a shot. I don't recommend it. I tried it. Didn't work. He's not saying it doesn't work for you. He's just I'm just saying it didn't work ad- for me. Advising against it, yes. If you're getting tooth work done, maybe just pick the music. Not people talking. <laughs> I fucking hate this podcast. I'm gonna root All right, so Mark Trambino, fucking check out Donut Friend and uh You really should. If you're in the LA area. I'm excited. That's uh I'm willing to guess that they're pretty good donuts. Yeah. I'm excited. I'd like to, to hope so. Chocolate from the crypt. Right, just sprinkles. The, uh, <laughs> what was the Dag Nasty one? Shit, it was like Dag. The Dag, the Dag Nasty one made me laugh too. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Fucking look it up. We'll, 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 we'll yeah, the menu will be online. You look it up or you Google it. It's not <laughs> so, our job to tell you everything. <laughs> Google Donut King. Not everybody has <laughs> to know everything about well, you, everything, I. Well, Donut, Donut Friend is actually the name of it. So Yeah, well, Google something well, else. Well, go ahead and get on the internet and search for this because you ain't going to fucking find it, loser. <laughs> but you will because it's easily available. You will in this case. In this case, you will. You'll find Donut Friend. Thanks, pass me. <laughs> um, Anytime. So yeah, you've been listening to Can't Stop the Signal. Thanks. Uh, thank you, Mark Trambino. Great dude. <coughs> oh, bless oh, you. Oh, man. <coughs> Shit. <coughs> Couldn't save it till we were done? <coughs> really? I couldn't. Jesus! Now I'm just showing <laughs> off, man. <laughs> Peacocking over here. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Thanks Thank for being you. with us. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Uh, you know, uh, Signal Pod, Twitter, uh, ASCII what, Cockpit, what, 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 Twitter Pod, ASCII Cockpit, and uh, 
in America. Signal, can't stop the signal.net, can't stop the signal.net. Uh, we're on the, the, fa- the Facebook, so that's the kind of thing that you're into. Uh, you can't you find know. us on Facebook. I'm there. He's there. <laughs> he's there. He's, a, he's just hanging. Even this whole operation. Drive like Jay here. This is Luau. Hit it. <laughs>